teachings of Jesus. So let me just first of all say that what I have come to sense is that all of Jesus' parables actually have to do with finding the kingdom within us. And in fact, that's really what his life work was about, teaching us to find that kingdom that's within us and teaching us how to connect with that kingdom within. And so to know that we have the right to connect with the kingdom is an important part of this. And I sense that Jesus was constantly reminding us of our uh, worthiness to connect with that. So with that in mind, I'd like to just share some thoughts that came to me as I was re-looking at this parable recently. Now, in the story, we have the players. We have two main players, don't we? We have the judge and we have the widow. And we had a judge who had no fear of anyone or anything. And we had a widow who wanted to be avenged of her accuser. Now, this is what came to me as one level of looking at this recently. First, I ask myself, my, my inner self, who or what would be the judge in my life? Who or what would this judge represent in my life? And I could see clearly that the judge would not represent God because I do not have a God that needs to be convinced of anything. So that would be out of the picture. Um, and nor do I have a God that would be capable of withholding. So, again, that wouldn't fit at all. On the other hand, the judge wouldn't represent any other person because there is no other person that could stand in the way of my good, of my having my good. So that's just a part of my unfolding understanding that nothing and no one outside of me ever can keep me from my source, from receiving the, the, the good that I desire, no matter what that good might be. And I'm also realizing and understanding that nothing and no one can give me the good that I want. In other words, no one can stand in the way of it and no one can give it to me. No one and nothing has that power. So for me, God, source energy, higher power, whatever term um, happens to be coming to my mind at the time I'm thinking of it, um, is about perfect everything. My God, my higher self, my source, is about perfect everything. And so, if that is the case, which it is for me, then the judge represents the good that is governed by some aspect of the law. So the judge being part of the law, that clicked with me very much recently. In other words, infinite good, God, is infinite good all of the time. Not just sometimes, but all of the time. But there is that important aspect of our being able to be a match to that. 
in our thinking and in our feelings, in our receptivity, to be a vibrational match for that or have to have the mental equivalent for that as Emmett Fox spoke of it. So the persistent widow then, for me anyway, has to do with getting into alignment with my goals or with my desires, whatever it is that I what, that I want. So the widow in my life then is that part of me that is persistently thinking or feeling in a certain direction. Metaphysically, the widow in my consciousness, and see if this relates to you, if this kind of rings any bell for you, is that part of us that feels as if we are cut off from our good, cut off from our source, so we are feeling a loss, you know, widow, the, the counterpart is gone, is deceased, somehow that feels we have a loss of connection to the source, but the widow is persistent. The widow in the story is persistent. Now, perhaps up to a certain point, the, the widow part of us is persistent in the belief in loss of connection. Can you relate to that? It's like it's the, the consistent thought that we have. My good's not here. It's gone. My opportunities are gone, so forth and so on. Or maybe the person is gone that, that we saw as, as the one that fulfilled our needs. Or maybe the job is gone that was the place where our income uh, was directed to us. Anyway, anyway, it's a persistent belief in the loss of connection. But there are two sides to that persistency. There's the persistency in the, in the thought of loss, but there's the other persistency that really came to my awareness recently. And I'll see if I can articulate this and, and, and you can sense it. My persistent widow part of consciousness, or that part of me that has consistently held a belief in being disconnected from my source must make a change and then become persistent and consistent in another direction. Being consistent and persistent with being focused on what I desire, what I want. You know that word repentance? It's not an out-of-date word. Repentance simply means to have a change of mind and heart a change of direction. And can't we see how that must be? In other words, we cannot have a different experience unless we make a change in direction. So stop and think about your life. You're always creating your reality. I'm always creating my reality. We can't get a different reality unless we make sure that what we are consistently and persistently focusing on is in alignment with that. The person that Larry and I knew who, who's um, no longer in this dimension, but she worked with severely handicapped uh, children, older children, and she patiently taught them the tasks of things like tying the shoes. And she said, that what she came to understand was that anyone can learn anything given enough time 
and having enough motivation. And I think that's the way it is with us. Whatever it is that you want in your life, and I want in my life, we can have it if we will motivate ourselves enough and want it enough and be patient enough with ourselves to allow it to happen. See, spiritual law is never affected by what we have done or not done in the past. Never. No matter how many times we tap into it, there's always more for us. Spiritual law is not affected by how worthy someone else thinks we are for the good that we desire. It is only affected by how worthy we believe we are. And if we believe that's only so much good to go around, that's our reality. And that's how it, it keeps showing up in our life. So to have more good in our life, we must change our reality. How do we do that? Make sure that what we are consistently and persistently focusing on is in alignment with that. Does that make sense? It's elementary, isn't it? We say, oh, I know that. Yeah, right. It's sort of like Jesus' example of the rain falling on the just and the unjust. In other words, there's, there's no judgment connected with this. We may think somebody deserves. We may think somebody's getting ours. But it's, it's, it isn't that way with spiritual law or spiritual principle. We cannot use up all of the good that's available. We cannot use up all of the sunshine. We cannot use up all the joy. We cannot use up all the health, the happiness, the abundance. And when we're in alignment with thinking this way, and we are persistently fixated on thinking this way, then the law must respond. It must respond. It's its nature. When you open the blinds, the light comes in. It's law. It's principle. So knowing what we want is a key. Don't curse the darkness. If you want more light, know what you want and go for it. The next thing that I noticed with this parable was the persistent widow wanted to be avenged of her accusers. Avenged. I looked that up in the dictionary. And it means to exact satisfaction. To get satisfaction. And the accuser, the dictionary says, to charge with an offense. So, the persistent widow wanted to be avenged of her accusers. She wanted to be satisfied from the charge of an offense. Who is the only one that can persistently accuse me in my life? Who is the only one that can persistently accuse you in your life? Isn't it that part of us that insists on remembering what we have done or not done that makes us not worthy of some good of not having our answer coming forth and there's a part of us too that wants to be released from this right we want to be free of this nagging accuser we've grown weary 
of those accusations that we weren't smart enough or worthy enough or deserving enough or good enough. And so we want satisfaction from that. And we'll get it when we persistently focus on who we are, who we truly are, not who somebody else thinks we are, who somebody else judges we are, but who we truly are as the holy sons and daughters of God, as the sacred beings that we are, worthy, deserving of all good. And spiritual law cannot help but respond because that's the nature of the law. And persistence always wins out. Whatever we persistently focus on will win out. Regardless, it will win out. And so we want to be really aware of what we're focused on. Are we keeping consistently focused on what we really want to show up in our life? If not, then we can make a change. Persistence sets the law of mind action into operation. It has nothing to do with worthiness. So what I find in this parable is just another reminder that what I want and what I desire is really waiting for me, waiting for me to connect with it. And my thoughts and my feelings are the avenue by which that good can flow. And I want to be selfish enough to believe myself to be deserving and worthy. And I have no one else to convince of that, only myself. And the same with you. You only have to convince yourself of that. And as I am persistent about knowing this and knowing that my desire is strong enough to bring this forth, regardless of the accuser memories that I may have had, when I am willing to do this, it will come forth. Whatever we are consistently and persistently focused on must be our experience and it drowns out anything else. There's an important aspect of keeping on, keeping on, because we're always closer than we realize to reaching our goal. It isn't like this thing that is so far in the future that it's just an endless kind of thing. Often we turn back moments before we are ready for our manifestation. Charles Fillmore says in his writing something to that effect, seconds before. You just think about that. What have you been desiring? What's been your goal? And what have you been maybe thinking to give up on? You are closer than you realize. You know, the cartoon of the one rolling the, the uh, large stone up a hill. You couldn't see beyond the stone. Not realizing that one more push would get it over the hump and it would be, it, it would be beyond rolling back. But giving up and then the stone rolls back down the hill. Or what about the stories of people who were drilling for oil? And they went down as far as they thought was normal, 
in the neighborhood. And then when nothing happened, they gave up. And then a little later, someone else came along, dug a little bit deeper, and struck oil. See, so often we are on the threshold of reaching our goal when we give up. And we say, well, I guess God didn't want me to have that. I guess I wasn't deserving enough to be prospered or to be healed or to have happiness in my life when it wasn't God at all. It was our not keeping focused and our listening to the accuser of doubt, the accuser that would rob us of our confidence in ourselves. Charles Fillmore wrote in the book Christian Healing, Now we have a fuller understanding of the law of God and know that whatever has been done once can be done again under like conditions. If Jesus and his disciples and the early Christians did marvelous things through prayers of faith, we can do likewise. All that is required is persevering in our use of faith until we make connection with the higher realms of consciousness. Whereas Jesus said, though our faith be as small as the smallest of seeds, it will spring forth and demonstrate its power to carry out every desire we infuse it. Nothing shall be impossible unto you, Jesus said, if your faith is in spirit and if your work is in harmony with divine mind. So, what is it that you have been persistently focusing on? Is it what you really want? If not, you can make that change. Accept that you deserve your good. Keep focused. Keep your attention on what you deserve. And know that your good already exists, ready to come forth into manifestation. The mark of success is upon you. You cannot fail. With God, you are a winner. Our little children in the day school here say that every day. Isn't that wonderful? The mark of success is upon you. The same power that it takes for the poor to get poorer is the same power that it takes for the rich to get richer. There aren't different rules. The same God power that Jesus had is in you. The same God power that Jesus had is in me. The same healing and blessing power that Jesus had is yours and is mine. And if you ever need a cheerleader to remind you of that, give us a call.